Uh, hey guys, how's it going tonight? Um, hey bud. Yeah, great to yeah, see you. I, I, I really appreciate you making the time. Coming in a little early for our bylaw-approved quarterly staff meeting. Um, I know we don't have much time before we have to record the podcast, so let's just get right into it. We know we have to start with roll call, so Tommy here. Becker? Here. Thank you, Scotty. Here. RB? I'm here. RB? Are you here? I'm here. Okay, cool. Uh, I didn't hear you if you said it the first time. So, um, all right, roll call. Everyone's present. Let's review old business. At the last meeting, we all voted um, on that really strange anonymous request uh, from one of us to remove Becker from the podcast. I'd like to again reiterate that uh, whichever one of you it was who called for this vote is a coward and a scoundrel. And as we all know, that vote ended with a secret ballot vote three to one in favor of keeping Becker as a co-host on the show. So we're all set there. Uh, New business. We have a few things here on the docket, guys. First couple episodes ago, you'll recall I presented my ranking of the, the all the Toms. Do you remember that? We ranked <laughs> yeah, the Toms. Yeah. Um, we did get a, a comment in from a listener that I'd forgotten good friend and future guest Tom B. It was a stunning omission. So I'd like to propose right now that we retroactively slot Tom B in at number four. And if we could all just say, I he reached to out to put this. himself in the list. Well, it, it, it was an anonymous uh, request. So if we could just, uh, <laughs> you know, right now, let, let's all give an I, if we think this should pass, uh, if you, if you're in favor, please say, I, I, I. okay. I. Anyone, anyone opposed? All right. Passes for, Oh, that's great. And uh, last but not least, as we know, we're living in a new era of Blotto Beatles, guys. Not only are we right now in the middle of that classic Pushkin push that comes from being featured on the Paul McCartney Life and Lyrics podcast, but we also just celebrated our second roundtable discussion with a few fellow Beatles pods on the release of the last, the final Beatles song, Now and Then, and our numbers are skyrocketing. Um So it's only natural to assume that we're going to get a ton of media requests, including, you know, the late night chalk show circuit. In these times, there's nothing more that a Stephen Colbert, a Jimmy Kimmel, or a James Fallon wants than to hear the opinion of a 40-something white male podcaster. So I think we need a little media training, boys. And lucky for you, I've been studying these late night shows. And the interviews always include a common thread, a seemingly common th- story of a famous person with a zany and humorous ending. So here's what I'm thinking. RB, you want to take some notes here. You put this one in your back pocket. Yours is going to be about going to your local craft beer shop in Vermont. You're in the coolers. You hear two people struggling to make a decision on the beers mm-hmm. they're going to buy. From the next aisle over, without seeing them, you start offering an opinion. They agree. They come over to thank you. Turns out it's Bernie Sanders and Trey Anastasio. (laughs) They're on their way to a fish jam slash mitten making party. They invite you along. It's great. All right, Scotty, um, we know you just went to a screening of that classic Talking Heads concert film, Stop Making Sense. Here's your story to celebrate the day. You bought a giant suit and danced around with the audience up front. Little did you know there was a casting agent that was there. And now you're in talks to play the part of the main villain in the Dick Tracy reboot wild zany story good okay you're all set Got it. my story i went to see bob dylan recently uh so you know i'm up in the balcony i have to sneak out for a minute to use the restroom i get lost open the door to what i think is the little boy's room only to find i'm now on stage in front of five thousand fans dylan motions for me to sit at the organ we tear into a rollicking version of like a rolling stone which he hasn't played in years 
Uh, and Becker, yours has to do with touching kumquats at the local stop and shop grocery store and <laughs> almost getting into a fight with the produce guy. Still working, chopping this one, to be honest. I, I didn't think he'd be on the podcast anymore. So. <laughs> 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 In stereo. I'll pan that shit. A happy and splendid good evening, my blottos. A happy and splendid good evening, my blottos scruffs. You know, I can't thank you enough for tuning in. Just so you know, we all picture you huddled around the big console radio in your living Mm -hmm. room, sitting across from a loved one on Saturday night, maybe sharing like a hot toddy uh, now that you've tucked the kids away, you know. Blotto Beatles is a little bit of foreplay for the night ahead. Anyways, at least that, that's how I imagine it. But, uh, you know, welcome back to Blotto Beatles. Celebrate the world over as the leading wasted wordsmiths of Beatles broadcasting. I'm Becker, and as a reminder, we are the podcast where a couple of friends have a couple of drinks and come together to discuss and rank a single Beatles song. Our timeline's getting a little wacky, but uh, keep up, you know. As of this recording today, we're basically living in a new Beatles world. We have new red and blue albums. We had the we had the big new Beatles song. Um, you know, I don't in my life. I'm not sure it'll ever be this big again. So I'm going to tell you, I'm full up with Beatles, and I hope these guys are too. So let's do it. I don't want to lose him, abuse him, or confuse him. Let me introduce you to my co-host. It's Tommy. That's what I do. Remember, I came up with that new catchphrase. Oh yeah, you have that new catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. That's it's really catching on. It's really one of the very few things I remember. Yeah, I saw it's a hashtag out there. People are yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. We call him. We call him one of the best bud. D. Hollies, a podcaster could ask for, but you know him as the George Martin of New Executive Producer, Scotty C. What's up, bud? I love it. This is great, man. We're, we're, we're doing it. We're here. We're doing it. Uh, <laughs> nice to have some drinks with you last night. Oh, I, yeah. I blame... I blame you for my day today a little bit, but uh, yeah, <laughs> to see you in person last night. So. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Without supervision, you know, this show would descend into further chaos than, than we already do, you know. So, you know, we've got musical supervisor RB live via satellite from Vermont. That B always stands for Beatles, but tonight it also stands for blessing, uh, which is something that oh. ChatGPT told me was a word of love. So, uh, oh. thanks for being here. <laughs> That's RB. a word of love. Nice. Thank you, ChatGPT, as well. Yeah. And also, I, you know, I don't like to brag. We don't have this podcast because we're sort of, you know macho men with a lot of uh Bradicio in us but you know people reach out to us pr folks reach out to us publicists reach out to us and 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 say hey you know we got this thing like does it make sense for blotto beetles it doesn't always make sense for blotto beetles i'll tell you that you know but i went to my doorstep the other day mm-hmm. and what was waiting out there the brand new book oh from ken the wo womack uh, Living the Beatles Legend, the new book that's all about Mal. And um, I'm going to be honest, like I have not read, I've read about. It's from his again. journal or something? It's like a lot of stuff he wrote, right? 
Yeah, so Mal had been keeping journals, and then, as far as I understand, Ken was the first person given access to this. Um, the family sort of tried to get all the materials back. They didn't want the book to come out after after Mal had, had died, and they were going to reset the whole sort of concept of the book. And then everything just sort of just went into the archives, um, and it was sort of saved by, like, an intern that was, like, sorting out trash um, at, wow. the, at the publishing house or something like that. Wow. I, think, I think I'm telling the story correctly. So... I'm only about 40 pages in. It is and it's a hefty tome. It's, it's, it's a tome. It really is a tome. It's a it's you almost know. 600 pages. Wow. Um, congrats to Ken, friend yeah. of the show, early guest the of woe. the show. Um, Great writer and too. I, yeah. I, I hope we get to to chat with him soon about this one. I know he's been making the rounds. He's on a lot of uh, a lot of the Great Beatles pods right now, talking about this book. So you know, uh, I'm excited about it. You know, early on from our podcast, we were uh, we were early on the Mal train. You know, if I can. We're not men that like to brag, but uh, yeah. <laughs> we were pretty early on the Mal scene, if you know right. what I mean. Yeah. Pre-get back, we were talking Mal Evans. Big we were track. talking. We were talking Mal way before Peter Jackson was. Yeah, that was almost yeah. the that was almost the the name of the pod, I think. Oh. So I'm looking forward to getting through this. It's probably going to take me a little while, and then I, I hope to pass it around to all you guys. But um, I'm assuming there's going to be some stories that start sneaking into this pod. So. Once again, thank you for sending us that way. I was I was yeah. really excited. Thank you to one, the world. So. Looking forward to reading that. Yeah, it's <laughs> my dad has started listening to the pod. Like at episode one, he just came over last week. Whoa. He started listening to episode one. I didn't believe it at first, but then he started like dropping things. I'm like, oh, you have been listening. <laughs> but then he's the uh, I don't know who our first guest. It may be Ken Ken Womack no, or an early guest or something like that. Mazeros, I think Michael. Mazeros. No, no, I, uh, you know, a non friendly or something like that. Oh, and gotcha. he's like. Yeah. I'm really surprised uh, how much time these guests give you. <laughs> I'm like, you I don't know how to take that. Very all being said, it, it was it was COVID. We we're all we yeah. we're all desperate for some uh, no idea, some affection, yeah. you know. But um, so excited about that. I'll pass that along. We brought it up in the last episode that we did solo without a guest, but uh, we started a little segment called Rocky Rancoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. RB, let's go. Rocky We'll cut in my uh, last time I sang it. It was yeah, it was, we um, did it flawlessly last time. <laughs> uh, so we've got a stack of Rocky Rancoons where we've asked some people to give us their Beatles rankings, but we did get this challenge recently, and I think we talked about it earlier, early on in the pod. But basically, uh, a friend of the show, Daniel, reached out and said, um, "I want to hear your uh, your single disc uh, White Albums." And he had an interesting angle of it where, you know, it was nice to think about it this way, basically, where, okay, you're cutting tracks out and you're making this white album, but you're also kind of making this, this evil album. Like this, the, the, there's this second version of it that has all of the, all of the orphans and, and, and sort of babies you're leaving behind. And maybe that has its own merit. So I like that thinking about it. And I think it made it a little easier for me to, slice and dice some of this because it, it's it's really hard it's fun to do but it's even harder when you sort of are now talking to beatles people in public to be like this is where i stand on the white yeah you gotta uh, lock it yeah. in right yeah we're you know i was tweaking things up until about an hour ago so like i find this to be a very living list yeah um, but moved. yeah i thought maybe i would read daniel's list and then yep. maybe we would just go around the room. And I was thinking, you know, if we could really just find some consensus among our lists, like I would love for this to birth the Blotto Beatles sanctioned well, I white think, album single disc yeah, my, playlist. I, I truly believe like that going through this process and 
and kind of my angle on it, you guys are going to find unfallible and, and just like. Oh, you just think I, you I think I have the consensus list is what I'm saying. All right. Yeah, oh, I got, got I got you. I mean, you're a scholar. So when when sort that, of like yeah. the Giles is putting together this list, he's just going to come to. He's to just going to be like, yeah, be like, yeah. You had it perfect. Can you email? I me thought that? you added a neat, neat part to that. Uh, and I want to go back to, to Daniel's list and hear it. But you added another challenge to it, which was like, do you think you have a new title yeah. for it? And that really turned things for me in, in, a, in a way. So I'm. I haven't satisfied myself go. with that challenge yet, to be honest. So I'm very excited either. to see where everyone goes. So let me give you yeah. Daniel's list. Uh, he basically said 14 tracks, side A, side B. What are the tracks? What are the sequence? So uh, he has Back in the USSR, Dear Prudence, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Happiness is a Warm Gun, I'm So Tired, Everybody's Got Something to Hide, Don't Pass Me By, side A. I don't have Don't Pass Me By. Um, I did. I, I almost forgot about it, maybe. Anyways, side B. Long, 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 Mother Nature's Son, Why Don't We Do It in the Road, Sexy Sadie, Cry Baby Cry, Julia, and Helter Skelter. Daniel's a little bit of a Paul Paul boy. Yeah. He's an apologist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Strong start, but uh, who's ready to go? I want to hear the lists. RB. I don't mind. Uh, RB, yeah. You want to go? Yeah. Uh, I start out classic. Uh, Back in the USSR. Dear Prudence, yep. gl- Glass Onion. The first three, I leave. Uh, while My Guitar Gently Weeps, Blackbird, Helter Skelter, Long, Long, Long closes out my side A. It's strong. Feels strong. I open up side B with Happiness, I'm So Tired, I Will, Julia, Mother Nature's Son, Sexy Sadie, Cry Baby Cry, and then we get the, and that's my outro. Is oh, you, it, on the oh, it's, yes, because like it it kind of it kind of does a little bit of the the Abbey Road, Her mm, Majesty. Yeah. You get that little little ta- McCartney tag on the end. Oh, but I like you that. Uh, in doing that, you remove Ringo. I remove yeah. Ringo. All apologies to Ringo, but this <laughs> you know you got to make hard cuts, and sometimes you just gotta. Wow. Tommy, yeah. what are you laying out? So I started by just kind of going through the track. I, I made a Spotify playlist and I just started adding to the playlist what I thought were my favorite tunes. And I ended up with like 18, 19, somewhere in there, I think. Um, and then I started culling from that list and I got to the point of having 16. Right. I think it was, it was either 15 or 16 and I had a really hard time getting to 14. So mm-hmm. I kind of hit pause on that process. And I was like, what would my title be? Cause you, you threw that at us, right? Like if it wasn't just a Beatles self-titled record. So I was thinking of the Beatles at the time and kind of everything they were going through in India. And I came up with, um, the, the word samsara is a Hindu word that means the, it, it references the cycle of life, death, rebirth. Over and over, you know, and that, that you're constantly going through that cycle. And I was like, that really applies in my mind to the Beatles at this point, not only the India stuff that where they've written a bunch of these tunes, but they're in these new relationships, you know, they're like that. Some of them are getting married. John's, you know, getting divorced at this point in time and like moving towards a new relationship with Yoko. And then they've just lost Brian as well within the the last year. So that like all of a sudden that kind of framed the record for me thematically. And it didn't become any more about what my favorite Beatles songs were 
on the album, but it became like, ooh, what fits that theme? So here's where we start. And I'm not going to comment on everyone here, but I start with Glass Onion because that song is all about like, we're not your, we're, we're referencing old Beatles, but we're something different also, right? So we go Glass Onion, Dear Prudence, Blackbird, I'm So Tired, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, Julia, and we end side one with Happiness is a Warm Gun. Wow. This is, this is wild. Side two wow. opens with Sexy Sadie. Then we go I Will, Your Blues, Helter Skelter, Cry Baby Cry. And here comes the one that may um, default my entire thing because it's not a White Album song. But I'm putting Hey Jude on this record. It was recorded during these times. They chose to not put it on the White Album. It was its own single. And then I'm closing the record with Long, Long, Long. Hmm. Wow. Lot right. to lot to take in on that one. I I or thought I could have a little bit more of a sort of us tallying these tracks together, but I think that we're gonna need to share lists. I mean, it doesn't make good podcasting. I think we need yeah. to right. yeah, 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 yeah. share these lists and compare and contrast a little bit. I that's an interesting side A. And I won't do my list yet. I want Scotty to go, but I was unable to tear uh, I start with back in the USSR and Dear Prudence. I, I still yeah. was not able to say that. I still I, think that's that, how you start the White Album. So back I in like the USSR, you, was, you sort of reset everything. You know, yeah. Back in the USSR was my final cut, be, and it, that had to do with the like thematic title stuff, which is like maybe an easy excuse, right? I'm like, oh, this just doesn't fit this record anymore. I love, love. I actually had it originally starting side B um, as like a rocker, but I was trying to get into these like. This is a bummer record <laughs> a little yeah. bit that I have. It's very John heavy. And it, it actually yeah, yeah. going through That's this it. process today, I only have, I think three or four Paul songs on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going way, through this process. Heavy John on this stuff. Yeah. It, it just made me realize like, so a year later, John can't finish a song. Right. right? Like, yeah. and this is like a really fruitful John period. I think I never really recognized how true that was. Anyway, I agree with that. Hell of a drug. <laughs> Scotty, uh, Scotty C, C want to hear the rundown. All right. Um, interestingly, I'm not sure. Oh, anyways, um, the title thing, I'm not sure yet. I'll, I'll go at the end with that. But that was a that was a quick audible within this uh, current day. <laughs> My f- side A, I'm just going to run it down. Do it. Revolution. Blackbird. Oh. I'm so tired. Savoy truffle. Dear Prudence. Glass onion. I will. Yep. Side B. Your blues. While my guitar gently weeps. Happiness is a warm gun. Martha, my dear. Oh. Mother Nature's son. Helter skelter. Long, long, long. I might have had oh. the sequencing on that last one. We both end with long, long, long. Yeah, that was yeah, interesting. That's interesting. That Did. Are you the only one that has Martha, my dear? Did anyone else have Martha, my dear? I think I'm the I only one not. with Revolution so far, too, no? I listed yeah. I listed Martha, my dear, under one of the hardest cuts I made. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, Revolution I was a really tough cut for me. Really. And well, the, I, the, re- the, the reason why I felt comfortable cutting Revolution is that, hey, it's a it, they released that as a B-side single, so that already exists. And that other version, I think, is better. <laughs> the world has a, heard it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had. Uh, I also. I don't have Martha, my dear, on my list, and I, I was like, oh, I'm glad we're doing this without without Sam Wiles here. So, 
but I'm not satisfied. <laughs> with that, but, um, what do you got? Back Solid Scott. So, say it one more time, yeah. Scotty. You started with um, you started Revolution. With Revolution, right? Which is what That's... I might call the album. Yeah. 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 You oh. Revolution is a good, which is a yeah. different theme than you, Tommy. But yeah, That's really yeah. cool. Like revolting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd love to run it down. I, I like I said, I have back in USSR. That's how the White Album starts for me. Like I want that sound, and then I got to pair it with Dear Prudence because you have the bleed yep. over into Dear Prudence of the. The, the airplane noise and stuff and, and and that's a great tune and then i want to hit you with a, a couple of good jams a couple of george jams i got Savo truffle uh right into while my guitar gently weeps like let's just wow. give it to you on side eh? and then oh, I, let's george a- harrison power hour in there yeah, exactly i like it and then i think i give you a little come down with cry baby crime and then mm-hmm. i go revolution like the ride's not over yet guys and then i go long 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 uh, i found so side. much affection with long 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 um, I love how it, it it's impactful on the the current track listing. So I don't want to I don't want to move it. I wanted to keep that minute. I want long 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 to end, and you have to get up to flip the record. Like it still settles the room. Um, but then you flip the record over, and you go back to sit in your chair. And I say, Helter Skelter, your blues, happiness is a warm gun. I'm so tired, Blackbird. Just going back and forth a lot on Blackbird, and I was like, "But I, I it has to be here. It has to be it has here. To. Like it, it has to remove the trope of it or any of that. But like it has to be here." And then I use Glass Onion, total opposite of Tommy. I use it in summary, and then Yo. I still wrap up with Goodnight because I think Ringo should be there. I think it, it's, yeah. I think it still iconically wraps up the album, and so I want to, I, I bookend it the way it was written. Wow, I and and I. I wanted "Don't Pass Me By" on there because I always love that song, but I had to cut. Obviously, I had to cut it. Yeah, I I, I had I, my sequencing I, off a little bit. I went "Your Blues," "Mother Nature's Son," "While My Guitar Gently Weaves," "Happiness Is Warm Gun," "Martha My Dear," "Held the Scepter Long Long Long." All right. Yeah, these are. I, I love the long 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 ending, Scotty. That I made the same choice, and you know, I know I'm again kind of cheating by throwing the the Hey Jude thing in there, but it just. I was looking at that. I was looking at um, Mother Nature's Son for like my last kind of Paul statement here. And it just, it fit everything that I was trying to get in this record of like, he's talking about Julian Lennon and he's, you know, and he's talking about John and Yoko and like this, your old life is dying and the new one is coming and you can be part of this new one. And the idea of ending with the Nana's there and you're like, that's the end of the record. And then this quiet thing comes in that builds up at the end with all the noise of long, long, long. I was like, I, I love that we both ended the our new white albums with oh, yeah. that tune. I We're going to record it like that together. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> all right. So I, I mean, RB, I thought had the nice wrap up. What did you pick again? <laughs> <laughs> Yours is perfect, Arby. Yeah, I felt. I, well, I, I, ended, I ended my it? side A with long, long, long. I, like it doesn't. B. It it's but a it's a palate album, cleanser, you, you know. Oh, oh you my pick, last track. Um, yeah. On side B was Cry Baby Cry. With yeah, the, exactly. Because you had the little ditty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah. That I thought that was a great move. Leaving you with that feels Cry Baby Cry as an as the as the the ending of a song is very unsatisfying. But yeah. that little snippet at the end. So, Obled D got icing. cut by everybody. Wild Honey Pie got cut by everybody. Yeah, there were no... Yeah. Wild honey, I wanted Wild Honey Pie sometimes because I thought it, it lended a nice vibe or a little breaking tracks, but I couldn't give up a pick for a 50-second track, I think. Yeah. yeah. Problem, you know? And, yeah, definitely. 
even regular honey pie cut cut by everybody too. Yeah, no honey pies. <laughs> but, but at I, all. That I don't regret for a second. No. Um, Piggy, <laughs> did I only Tommy and I have your blues or Scotty? Did you have your? Blues? I had it. That starts my yeah. second side. Yeah, yeah that's I had. One. No one I had mean, bungalow bill. I had a tough time cutting bungalow bill. I love that one. I did too. I had it floating around for a little while. I uh, so I couldn't uh, going to titles a little bit. I couldn't get over sort of what I'm just like the nature of Bottle Beatles. And so one of my, one of my titles was uh bungalow bills, excellent adventure, <laughs> 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 but I would call it mother nature. Sonnets is what I think I would do. Like, I think oh, that's uh, bungalow sincere bill and playful. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, you know, we, we cut a lot of the same songs. I, I, um, yeah. Julia was cut more than I thought it would be. I thought that would be on everyone's. I yeah, had Julia. It's, I had it yeah. as well. I mean, Everyone great. I almost didn't. I nobody, nobody had Obladi. No. Nobody had Obladi. No one had Obladi. So no nobody one had, had Bungalow. No one had Obladi. No one had Rocky Raccoon. Did anybody? No have, one had Revolution Nobody had Number Piggies nine. either, right? Yeah. No, no piggies. piggies. No Piggies. No, and I like Piggies. I really I love do. You know. But if I had to get the George tunes in there, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not yeah. with Piggies. So here's my thought. I, I know you were hoping we were going to come to consensus, and clearly that's impossible. Yeah. Um, what if we, on our socials, oh. post up our individual lists and have people vote on who they think won the day? Yeah, oh, boy. Of the right. be- your title, your, oh, your you track, track listing. So you have to listen yeah. to it. You yeah. don't just look at it. You have to listen to it. I, who, oh, who else <laughs> listened to theirs? I listened to mine today all, all the I way through not, to like get my running order. I listened to mine in my head. Yeah, that's also the problem. Is if I listen to mine, I'm going to shift the order around. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, I I did it because I wanted to hear like how one ends and the next begins. Yeah, yeah, a little bit and like what that meant. Yeah, I tried to skip around. I was thinking about that, like the lead in of the next. Like I I was trying to play with it, but um, anyways, I had a lot of fun with this. I know that this This is. is uh, I think a lot of people, listeners, also probably have their perfect white album uh, single disc. I think. This is uh, the whole premise of Blotto Beatles, the notion of like we started this show because we would hang out as friends and at the end of the night just have a ton of beers and eventually just be talking about the Beatles. I believe that you as a listener and all of your friends have had the exact same thing. So if you have a single album, white list, uh, white album list, we would love to hear it. Please send it our way. We're going to start socializing this stuff uh, as soon as this uh, episode drops. I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. Tommy, I know that we want to talk about a track, but do we do anything else in the show? So yeah, we are not just uh, a podcast that um, talks about the White Album and making it into a single well, record. We, we sort we, of are, but well, not we the kind of record, part, but just a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a podcast we, that talks about the White Album. Yeah, yeah, we are. We yeah. are a podcast that talks about the Beatles. We're also a podcast that has a couple drinks while we're talking about the Beatles this evening. I did start the night with a Manhattan made with the three chord bourbon. Um, they're doing a lot of. Indie rock kind of band sponsorships right now, right? Like I saw Some that they got something going on with Dino Jr. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I had a Manhattan. It was delicious. And currently drinking a Lord Hobo Life Hazy Pale Ale. Going to move into the cooler in just a couple minutes for that white can, the Devil's Purse, Handline Kolsch, the official beer of Blotto Beetles. Um, RB, what do you got in your cups this evening? I am drinking another David Bowie-inspired beer. I'm a sucker for it. I can't help it. Anyway, this is called Electric Blue. Blue. blue, That's awesome. Is that also Um, from Single Cut? It is also from Single Cut, and it's actually very related to uh, the Weird and Gilly 
I think it's like the double dry hop version of that beer or something. What like is that. that song? Blue, blue, electric. Blue. Uh, Sound and Vision. That's it. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Uh, and I've also got this beer from Grimm uh, from New York, and it's called Wave Table. Ooh. Nice. I think I've had that like before. It's a good beer. Yeah. Uh, Becker, what do you got in the cups this evening? Um, I started with some bourbon, like a little modified Manhattan bourbon. My wife for my birthday gave me all of these like bitters and elixirs and things like that. So I finally started Ooh. mixing that stuff up. A nice little fall cocktail. I don't know what it was called, but uh, that was I great. imagine you're you're looking like do you when you you have your elixirs and your yeah and a big cauldron you have a cloak you have a cloak on yeah, yeah, yeah. No big like blue face. pointy Ceremony. hat yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah you're right, you're right. Toil and trouble yeah okay got it uh and then i'm drinking wine tonight because uh i went out with Scott I saw to see last night and uh i think i i i couldn't stomach drinking much else besides a little bourbon and then i was like i don't want to drink a beer um, so I went wine, a little Pinot Noir, and uh, it's going great, I think. I mean, you tell me, dear listener, is it yeah. going great for you? <laughs> it's going <laughs> great. So far, so good. What? Yeah. It's going grape. I'm drinking it from a glass because uh, I want to pass it to Scotty C, who I know uh, doesn't like to do dishes. I know. Scotty, how, how are you doing this the evening bottle. after the hang last night? I, I was not able to make it out. Um, I appreciated the invite, but I, I was with my family, but... Um, we were supposed to go to Fishbone, but uh, we were supposed to go to Fishbone. Yep. Yeah, uh, we had a great time last night. I definitely drank too much bourbon myself, um, but maybe not quite as much as Becker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were next to my house, uh, we, uh, yeah, so yeah. you know, I was. I had, I was he had more was, traveling to do. I was blotto responsible. Um, yeah. Yep. And but yeah, tonight I, I I I have no need for this cup or a cup. Um, I have a, a cup of water that I don't drink because I, I just laugh at it. But um, <laughs> uh, I do have a full bottle of, of, uh. of Red Blend, Coco Bon. It was five ninety nine at Trader Joe's. And I love the cheap, cheap-ass wine, you know? Yeah. All right, everybody. So that is what we're drinking. We're about to dive into this week's track. Um, before we do, there is a word that if any of us say, we're going to stop that podcast immediately, we are going to stop and have a drink. Um, it's kind of like the Pee Wee's Playhouse magical word. That is our magical mystery word, Scotty C. We're going to take off told our me, who I mentioned he started listening, that this the Pee Wee's Playhouse is actually a throwback to a Marx Brothers bit. Oh. Oh wow! Like that's the or, or, or origin of it. The, the word would like drop from the ceiling with like a, a duck on it or whatever people thought was funny. In the, <laughs> and then they'd all have I to drink. Like, <laughs> there's probably a duck and someone like hitting each other with a ladder, like a confusion yeah, about I, a ladder or something. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Here, I didn't, I didn't know that. You know, and it, it, and I, I appreciate Sandy Becker telling us that. <laughs> but uh, you know, this kind of relates to tonight's track. I don't listen to that much Buddy Holly because I like the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, that's at the end of the day. I don't care that much about the Marx Brothers. You love Pee Wee. Because yeah, I like yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. yeah. Scotty C., we're going to take off those headphones. Why don't you tell us what this week's magical mystery word is? Glasses. That's this week's magical mystery word. Without further ado, Scotty, tell us about the track for this week. This one's been in the queue for a while. This has been one that I'm like... You know, we always have to go back to older ones. We have to go back to covers. Words of Love, um, which is a Buddy Holly song. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a huge Buddy Holly fan. I, I say huge. 
for of the Weezer tune, right? (laughs) (laughs) Words of love of a pretty big song for them to play for years, I think. I mean, it was one of their first tunes that they kind of, I mean, Buddy Holly was a, a, a big touch point for John and Paul. They played this song live. I'm sure they played other Buddy songs live. And the recorded version is okay. Um, it's cool. What Buddy Holly did was he was one of the first people to overdub his own voice yeah, to harmonize with himself. And it, I'm, some people say it's the first time in a pop record that this ever happened. And I, I, I can't say that's absolutely true but i read that that it was the first time that anybody ever overdubbed their own voice to harmonize with themselves on a pop record which has been done a trillion times since <laughs> yeah. it's um, hard to find one that isn't probably these days yeah <laughs> of modern music but yeah <laughs> but you know paul and um john are singing together on this and it's it's like a cool close harmony or it's like close enough. There's something about it that 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 gives it like a, a almost sounds like a chorus pedal on on a single person's voice or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, and it's almost yeah, it becomes another creature. Like we talk about John and Paul's voice together being this like beautiful thing. Like when they sing together, it's like another person or another being. This is that, but in a different way. It's almost like a demon got in there. And had them sing together. It's like kind of, it's got a weird sound to it. Uh, it's cool. It's got a very Rickenbackery vibe to mm-hmm. it. The mm-hmm. jangly guitars and um, I really love. I love the uh, we were doing the karaoke and and RB did the bass and and whatever you did to the to, to make that bass sound the way it did, you nailed it, man. Like. I really oh, like you. I have no I, idea what I did. Yeah, I don't know what you did either, but like it just sounds like that era of bass. It, like and the, the mm. playing was great too, but um well done. Well, thank you. So let's listen to this. I I we can talk about Buddy Holly a bit more after this. And, yeah. And and I have a few things to say about that, but this song I, I, in particular I can't wait was, to talk about know. it because I feel like it's a place where I need some education before we get there though. Yeah. Let's uh we're going to hit pause on this podcast and our recording. We're going to give a listen to Words of Love, the Beatles version from the Beatles for Sale record. We encourage you to hit pause on the podcast, do the same whether you're dropping the needle, going to your streaming service of choice, and we'll see you back here in just a couple minutes. Hold me close and tell me how you feel. Tell me love is real mm-hmm. Words of love you Whisper soft and true Darling I love you mm-hmm. Do you all remember the movie Outbreak? From the 1990s, Dustin Hoffman, Cuba Gooding Jr., there's a monkey yep, carrying sure. a disease, gets gets out to a bunch of people. Yep. Is this song <laughs> the outbreak monkey for why people say Beatles for Sale sucks? <laughs> that is my question. Is this patient zero? Uh, 
I have, you know, I, I think you're you're cutting right to it. We've had this song hanging over our head for a little bit, and I've been having such a hard time with it. Like, it's, I know this song. It's, I've been like, all oh, right, like, okay, I'm going to sit down now. I'm going to listen to it and compose my thoughts for the pod. And then the song ends, and I have, my mind has drifted the entire time. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to listen to fucking Words of Love. Like, I, uh, I, it's super pleasant sounding. Don't it get me wrong. Like it's super it's recorded well. The performance is great. The vocals are are really great, but it just feels to me to be an uninspired performance. And it, yes, so it's, it's not, very uninspiring. It's not shocking that it's their last day of recording. They're cranking yes. through seven tunes, and this is the last one they do. And right? they go into like, their bag to be like, here's one of the first songs we did. And yeah, we know. Let's get it here. And, and, and it, you can't it just sounds them. them. Like, but, I know. Yeah. yeah. There are great moments in here, and not like I hate the one thing I hate about this drinking podcast and Scotty doing the interest is like maybe I fell in love with it a little bit more with Scotty's like leading me into yeah. it. I was like, right, right, right. oh man, you know, because there is something here. The vocal clearly is the the you know the biggest piece of this, but the vocal is brotherhood, right? Like that's that's what's going on with this song. They're dipping into sort of this this shared memory this just like muscle memory that everyone can do this song and so they decide to record it because they need to, to material for Beatles, Beatles for sale and it works like it generally is fine but I don't love Buddy Holly that much like I don't love going back to sort of first wave rock and roll like I don't listen to it but you and generally, you're like, oh, right. I think the Beatles have improved upon covers. And so when you gave us the song a month or two ago, when we first started thinking about it, that it was coming up, when I go back and listen to the Buddy Holly one, it has kind of all of the things we're talking about. Like, he has a better emotional inflection. It has a little better sort of like Latin beat or something going on to it. Like, there's just, it's, it still says single note. Like, there's something about this tune that never changes that's hard for yeah. me. Like, it just... Yeah, rides that dynamic. vibe for two minutes like there's no dynamic no, in of course it. yeah but buddy well, holly also, does something it's a, that's a little more interesting and then i think the beatles just beat the shit out of this tune on the road and by the time that it came to play it they played it like it was just another road song, another like two minutes of you know i think well, the vocals we, are great like the moment that's amazing the outro moment is probably the greatest like i feel like the vocals feel really nice there and then george's guitar you know the arrangement that they decide to do on the song is almost identical to what Buddy Holly did. Yeah. Like, the, the there's even, like, there's not a lot of substance to this song. No. It yeah, is okay, a three-chord yeah. song. And those three chords, once you hear them in the intro... They never stop. Are, yeah. that's, that's what you get. It's for the entire song. <laughs> there's no chorus. Like, there's, there's, a, no there's a break yeah. and whatever. Intro verse verse guitar solo for some reason instrumental verse like we can do that <laughs> that's wild to me. yeah verse verse two again a two minute song we have and then outro seconds of it is an instrumental verse you know? yeah yeah and that's why it's you know and it it passes in the blink of an eye on beatles for sale and mm-hmm. so in the context of everything i feel so hypercritical right now to be like oh, this is not great, because I, I don't think it ruins the record, any of these things. No. But for our job to talk about these songs one at a time and sort of themselves, this is a tough one. 
<laughs> well, here's the thing, right? Like, historically, the song people say is the worst Beatles song is Mr. Moonlight, right? It's on this record. People hate Mr. Moonlight as a, as a John Lennon piece or whatever. At least that performance feels like it has passion to me. He's yeah. doing kind of the screamy John. He starts at Mr. Moonlight. Oh, yeah. And I'm not is... claiming that's a top 10 song, but I listen, He's the last me. song, the last song on our list right now is Boys. And this that performance to me, if, <laughs> if, if, if I'm it, it, leading in here at all, the Boys performance is a barn burner, right? Yeah. Like the, you I'm feel like that thing it. is running up and, 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 getting through you and like you you, you want to dance you want to get up and move and i don't i don't know what emotion i feel here it does it again it's it's pleasant it's well performed yeah. but it doesn't make me feel much of anything with this performance um but we we end up getting a, a live version of this on the live at the bbc the bbc yeah and that version was actually recorded 15 months before beatles for sale was recorded Wow. So, like, that's how they played it. Uh, and the arrangement is almost identical. They didn't really shift it around at all. Um, still with that instrumental verse, which is uh, weird yeah. to me. <laughs> Scott, I'm I'm really interested in your take here because you, you talked, I think you probably, at least to this point, have the most, like, familiarity with Buddy Holly and, and, and history and listening to his stuff. Like, what's your feeling? Because this was not a Buddy Holly hit even when he recorded it, right? Like that was one of the things. What's your feeling on this tune as a Buddy Holly song compared to like the stuff you love? Yeah, is this, yeah. D- does this No, it up? definitely doesn't. It's on this compilation. Yeah. I, I knew the song, but um, mm-hmm. no, I, I like Buddy Holly. I don't even know why I like Buddy Holly. Like he's an alternative to like, I grew up on Elvis. Like my aunt loved Elvis so I loved rock and roll, early rock and roll, pre-Beatles, their inspirations. So Elvis was the one that I knew best. But Buddy was like someone that was doing Elvisy stuff, but like different, you know? And, you know, obviously Elvis was doing stuff different than Chuck Berry and, and, and Little Richard and, and whoever else that like, kind of like really paved the way. So in in one of the things that John really loved about Buddy Holly and, and Paul maybe maybe even more was that Classes. You know, like, this dude writes I thought that might be it. The one time you're not like oh, I didn't see that I did not see that Wow. All right. Drink up everyone. Classes. Classes. <laughs> I'm wearing them. <laughs> I like that you've come to term with glasses because, like, Tommy got glasses a couple of years ago and sort of pretended you didn't have glasses. Get all your glasses then, now, uh, now he just rocks them and it's professor. improving his life. It's improving I'm just wearing your glasses. Life. Yeah, yeah. Um, good call. Nice, un- nice sunglasses. No, yeah, good. That's a good it's one. been a while since we hit a mystery. How long? Word, it feels like I think you said that last episode when you hit the mystery word. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, but what Where they we? liked about him was that he was 
writing his own music too. He wasn't just yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, um, and that yeah. Was I thought he had like a working them. class background, yeah. and he wrote tunes exactly. <laughs> like the the yeah, so all that stuff lined up for them, and that's you know, famously huge for them, and so therefore it's famously huge for us in our in our fandom. I think. I mean, um, mm-hmm. and I and do you ever watch the Buddy Holly movie? Have you ever heard? Um, there's a I, I bought this buddy yeah I thought it was great John Doe was in it from X and um I I bought the Buddy Holly tribute compilation album that oh, came right. out in yeah. 2011 have, have you guys ever heard about this no so this is an yes. album that came out called Rave On and doesn't Patty Smith do the cover Patty Smith this? does does okay. Words of Love Oh, I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yep. And I know that. Patty Smith interestingly in- covers the song that we were supposed to be talking about tonight. I don't know Who if does? I saw that. Too. Patty Smith does. Oh, really? Oh, really? Like, in a very interesting, Spoiler. like uh, <laughs> almost like chanting way. Uh, that's oh. what I don't want to reveal it, but it's like kind of country. But yeah, we'll talk about. It. But that you're right. I totally didn't realize I'd listened to two Patty Smith covers this week of the songs we were talking about. Yeah. But this album, um, this compilation, I bought it when it came out in 2011 because I I liked Buddy Holly and it had. It has a pretty interesting group of people doing Buddy Holly songs. It's Black Keys, Fiona Apple, Paul McCartney does It's So Easy, and it's awesome. He has like distorted vocals. And I remember listening to it in 2011 and being like, cool, Paul McCartney. Like, mm. it's kind of like rocking. It's awesome. Florence and the Machine has mm-hmm. CeeLo, does You're So Square, uh, huh. Julian Casablancas, um, oh, wow. Patty like- Smith, My Morning Jacket, Modest Mouse does That'll Be the Day. And then Kid Rock, oh, which is so weird. <laughs> all winners, all. But then the winners. last three are Lou Reed, John Doe from X, and Graham Nash. Like, holy shit, damn! Like the people wow. that are liking him are some of my favorite. I, I won't speak for us all, but I know you guys like a lot of those. Oh yeah, as well. that's all. Those are that's all my, big. Especially it's, the time for especially me, especially Kid that's... Rock, right? I mean, and I hope nothing <laughs> I've said. Makes yeah, sense. if we've been hiding it, I want to come out as like. <laughs> Big Kid Rock podcast. Yeah. Oh just God. like yeah. celebrate his yeah. whole yeah. catalog. Aww. From Ba with the Ba to Ba with the Bang a Bang. We are down with the Kid yeah, Rock. Love. I know. Uh, but and for real, oh, fuck, fuck went, that dude. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm on the record. time <laughs> finally comes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, uh, um, future president Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, God. No. oh, my God. If I'm ranking Kid Rock versus Buddy Holly, oh uh, yeah, pro, um, pro, I hope pro Buddy, pro Kid Rock. Right? Oh wait, what? Um, Scott, you, yeah, the the idea of like these people all recording songs like in honor of an homage to to Buddy Holly. I hope nothing I've said makes me sound like I'm like don't like Buddy Holly. It's never he's never necessarily grabbed me there are songs i hear that i i really yeah. dig when they're on like when they'll come up at i've never oh, some been peggy like, sue and, and that banging drum yeah. going on in the back like yeah that, it, uh, it's just a different me. time too because i i love albums right and buddy holly isn't like albums weren't the yeah. thing yeah, yeah. to get you through an artist at that time so like you're you're bringing up the compilation that was that an album to you me still have was, yeah it, it's yeah. yeah it's like a best of or something almost yeah. right I think like, that's all you can and find that's, like I don't know. That's it, right? All like, these things. Like, what's a Johnny Cash album? I don't even know. Like, everything I pick up is like a, <laughs> a compilation, or you know. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, that, yeah. I mean, 
yeah, just a different way that consumers were getting to music. It was a lot more disposable. Like um, well, it was huge too. Also, like to you know, back then it was huge to have singles and have forty fives or whatever. And so, like albums weren't a thing until I don't know. Like, was Elvis's first album like blowing people away? Like, I think it was. I mean, it blows me away, but. What was the first album where people were like, oh, the whole LP is what I'm here for? Yeah, um, I think it was at the time easier to ask people for sort of like 50 cents at minutes. the time and be yeah. like, here's $5. But yeah, I mean, should we all just take a minute, though? You were talking about different versions. Like, should we all just take a minute and watch uh, Paul McCartney sitting on a hay bale covering this tune? Uh, on a bale of hay? Uh, I, I would, would, I would love nothing more. Words of love you. Whisper soft and true Darling, I love you looks pretty I mean, he looks like he's loving sitting on that looks bay pretty hail. young, too. Hey, 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 bay of Hell. Bay of Hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call the White Album. Yeah. We, <laughs> we can't... <laughs> Uh, so there's there's this sort of interesting clip online that where Paul is doing this, which I maybe it's 90s or something. Like he's looking good but older a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even quite sure, but it's like a, a sort of a tribute to Buddy Holly. I think it was a, a show or a collection of uh, like vignettes that was maybe on TV. Um, but it it sounds very nice. Like Paul is by himself playing guitar. As I was joking earlier, he's on a on a bay of hail. Hail. Well, I can't. <laughs> a whole bay of hail. A, bale? a bale of hail. A hay bale. A bale of hay. Yes. I didn't grow up on a hay. farm. I, I live in the city, guys. You know. <laughs> um, look at those guys' so, glasses. Look at Whoa. those spectacles. Oh. <laughs> Scotty said it. Hit that word. Number, oh, he did? did not think we would say glasses again <laughs> so anyways I'll, I'll post that and follow up but i thought um i actually think it's a very nice version uh paul's doing it by himself well uh, interestingly paul purchased the publishing rights to yeah, all of I buddy holly's music wild. in the mid 70s in the 70s exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so he got a cut of, he got a he cut did of that a whole album a buddy a buddy holly yeah, they released that as a, a yeah. Denny Lane record, basically. But yeah. I guess it was it was basically Wings doing Buddy Holly's song. I actually couldn't find. When that. did Michael Jackson steal all Paul McCartney's publishing? Was that later? That was later. That's in the eighties. Yeah. That was in the eighties, right? 80s, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I know Buddy Holly's like long dead at this point, but don't you help his family get these rights? Yeah. Yours or well, I saw right? someone position the writing of it where it's like. Oh, uh, Paul is such a tremendous fan that he he went and, and bought the rights. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't think that's why you buy the rights of uh, right. someone's entire yeah. catalog. Uh, you see uh, a, a, a money-making opportunity, um, which is great. I mean, I think early on, um, but isn't that the whole thing with Michael, right? Because he tells Michael, you should you should be investing. Get in, into publishing. In, yeah, telling, rights, yeah. you know, publishing rights. It's, it's very lucrative. And they start bidding on the, the Beatles catalog, basically. And then, yeah, Mike, it's like okay, Michael Jackson I'm now bid buy the best catalog in music, you know. So, um, you know, we're getting there in this tune. We're actually having having more of a chat than I even expected. 
Oh, I'm going to tell you what I absolutely find most grating about this song is the hand claps. They are like incessant and like I don't know what yeah like is it someone just applauding in the back it's like, a suitcase it's, right yeah it's apparently not suitcase? Clap- I is thought it was clapping this, too is a that the suitcase case. part the packing, packing case. case I don't know what that is though is that a suitcase basically is that what they call yeah, it like, that? That's a, a like the drum case or whatever it is I don't know it has like yeah. kind of a little bit of a rattle to it or something like that but like it is constant yeah constant and I find I read it, that, that that might have been a tribute to to the Buddy Holly sound on <laughs> what is it every day that has that tapping at the beginning of it yeah, or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's okay. like I yeah I know what you're talking about um, the guy that doesn't I know still doesn't Holly. make me appreciate it anymore <laughs> like I find it as soon as I dialed into it it became something I found very distracting um, that I couldn't uh, I couldn't get it's away almost from, like so. a cheerleadery though it, it's not it yeah exactly fit. it, it feels like it's just yeah. like it feels like that's uh, it's Mal Evans just uh, like words of love you are so <laughs> fine you are so <laughs> fine your words of love yeah yeah it's someone in the studio just being like hey, you know keep going keep going I'm here for you we don't talk enough about the work you two do on karaoke tracks uh, that we ruin by singing over them you you spend a lot of time and you sent out the instrumental version of today's track. And I listened to it in, in the car ride home. And I was like, these guys are killing this. Like, you two make it sound, the the room noise, the the way, the, the quality of the instruments, the timber of them sounds is like, it's really unbelievable what you're, you've done. And I, as I was thinking about that, it was like, maybe the most impar- impressive part of my listens uh, of the song was hearing your karaoke version. Um I was really interested to hear, like, what did you learn about the song when you were recording? I was fascinated to hear RB say, like, oh, it's only three chords, you know? But, like, yeah, you, yeah, you, you built it from the ground up. What did you figure out that you didn't know beforehand? Um, did you ever stop to consider whether you should? <laughs> whether I should record this character? <laughs> I, every time I record, yeah. This every time. Up, yeah. Um, it was interesting to kind of, like, um, separate what the two guitars are doing because john has yeah. a guitar part in here and then george has a double tracked guitar part all rick and um and i've, right? I've yeah. read in a couple places that it's that it was a 12 string guitar i don't think it's a 12 string guitar i think it's i think it's a double six string guitar oh. Same. um yeah when you have a 12 string guitar the g string on a guitar has an octave difference between the notes exactly. and the the b and the the yeah, my e wife is always talking about my G string as well. On B, <laughs> you so you got a I, very tight G string. Yeah, to um, all our friends. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. and I don't hear that octave on the on the my on the G. G so I think this is a double <laughs> double tracked uh, six string Rickenbacker. I agree. Uh, which when you double track it, like a lot, most of the song is played on the top two strings, um, including the entire solo is played on the B string and the E string. He's just sliding oh, wow. up and down, uh, just playing different inversions of chords. He's outlining the chords of the song. So it starts in, in A, and it kind of... So... it's He's just outlining chords. That's how that song starts. And then does the, the, the little... That little riff. Oh. 
come on, drunk fingers. Do <laughs> 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 um, And whenever I play if that I, little, if I had a nickel, <laughs> yeah, is that Arby's nickname now, drunk fingers? <laughs> Clapton slow hand, he's drunk fingers. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna put it on this pickup. Um, th- this kind of outlining this uh, E6 chord going down. And whenever I play that, my fingers want to play. Uh, oh. <laughs> rubble, rubble. One of my favorite uh, but Bowie. That's tunes. a different song. Um, but huh. it's a little similar, actually surprisingly similar um but yeah the entire the entire uh guitar solo of this song is outlining um outlining the chords so it's it goes like and it pretty much repeats that i think it's interesting here because what was the George song we were talking about? Or it's not a George song. Uh, the Beatles song that we were talking about a little bit that they were recording and, and George couldn't nail the solo of it. Um, and it was extending the recording. Oh, that's so funny. We just oh, yeah. And they, yeah. They, that's, uh, they threw a harmonica over the top of it to like yeah, mask yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Right? What, what, what song was that? that? We just did that. Can't, can't buy <laughs> me love. What that? Drunk <laughs> <laughs> brand. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll punch in where it was great. Yeah, but the, it was great yeah. because the Beatles do this one so quick, and George seems to know this so well. This goes back to just like that sort of like muscle memory of things. Like, I think yeah, he yeah. just like yeah. bangs this out. Like he knows exactly what to do yep. with this song, which probably credits it more to also not being a twelve string, in that he's used to just sort of playing this little lick yeah, uh-huh, yeah. where he could right. Yeah, 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 and uh, so the difference between the, the 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 two parts, I guess, in the beginning, you get you get George doing this thing, and then uh, John's part, he does this little slide into the chords. So like, and, and uh, the very first thing you hear is a pickup to the to the song, and it's yeah, I love um, that. That's and so he slides into the D yeah. into the into the D chord. I like that part. I like that. I, I do gravitate yeah. to that. I felt so rock and roll. And he kind of does that throughout, and it's kind of like a, and it fits nicely. Like it's like a little puzzle piece that fits together along with that little riff on top of it. That little jangly, uh, which we hear I think a thousand times in the song. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so that that like that 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 slide in is that half step sort of classic rock and roll thing like where they use the half step slide yeah up. i think that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty common rock and roll thing right yeah. like it's, it's the that kind of like yeah that kind of exactly. that kind of little leading into a into a riff from yeah. one step away from where you want to go <laughs> yeah that's so cool i love it and that. i think it's these pieces that we're talking about that i have the biggest part of like early rock issues with is like it seems like it's supposed to take off and then it never takes off. Like yeah, that's what. Like rock and roll is like the, the early rock and roll is just like, oh, we have this, and we're gonna play it for for two minutes. Where the Beatles take it and they're like, we're gonna do this, and then we we blast it off and come back to it. Like it just suddenly finds someone else already put the words in my mouth. Like the dynamic of it feels so much more interesting once we sort of and whatever you have to have this first step of 
anything to be like, oh, we could take this as foundation blocks and go to the next step. I'm not totally. dismissing this at all. No, but no, no. For me, the biggest part of like all these tunes, Buddy Holly, all is this like it's this for two and a half minutes with yeah. relatively banal lyrics over it. Like I don't, I don't think anyone's ever celebrated Buddy Holly. Sort of, I know he's writing his own songs, but I don't know if anyone's ever celebrated him as sort of a yeah. But you can a lyricist. No, but you can do the same thing with like um with hip hop. You know, sure. some of the early hip hop oh, yeah, yeah. stuff, sure. you're yeah, like, Bob. all right, you're so right. like these lyrics yeah. aren't like blowing my mind, but they're doing this new thing and it's hip and it sounds yeah. good and it's oh, fresh yeah, yeah. and whatever. And same thing with rock and roll. Rock and roll and, and hip hop, I think, have a, a great sort of parallelism. In, yeah, it'd be in awesome if like Aerosmith could get together with someone <laughs> and just like, express that. Do you guys think in your in your making of the karaoke, like we were talking about that muscle memory thing? Was you you know there's that piece of it that leads them to record this and lay it down and be like we need one more just to get there finish the record get another one down or is there anything about this as you were all recording it that you're like oh this one would be fun to do live you know like that made it more exciting than that I see Scotty's brow just. I can't see that. It seems like I'm too drunk to do anything else, maybe, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a fun little thing in the way that they can sing it together. There's, there's the, you know, like I like, um, I like that I think all three are singing this tune together. Is it three? Well, yeah. I think it's. So I read that that when they performed this live, it was generally John singing the lower part and and George singing the higher part. Oh, wow. and, but on this recording, it's clearly McCartney doing the higher yeah. part. Yeah. Well, hold on, Ian McDonald I questions that. I, I read that you too. I still hear Paul and I hear <laughs> yeah. two voices in Revolution in the Head. Ian McDonald says Lennon and Harrison sang the song live, but the credits for the track show Harrison replaced by McCartney, though the actual sound suggests otherwise. Yeah, Jeff Emmerich, who maybe is jo- the final jo- word jo- on this. I don't. I, I don't know who published last, but. He claims that all three of them sang around the mic. If, if that were the case, I would expect to hear a three-part harmony, and there's definitely yeah. just a two-part harmony in the song. So Even at the end, you think it's just two? I think it's just two. All right, well. You you feel like you hear McCartney? Because I supervised. could hear... No, I definitely hear You've McCartney. You've been supervising. <laughs> I hit that uh, on the soundboard, uh, Scotty. <laughs> You've been supervised. Yeah. Do I there, hear that? So I don't know. I don't know the answer for sure. I once he said that, I went back and once I read that from McDonald, we weren't hanging out today. Um, <laughs> Not at all. I went yeah, back and, and listened to it again, and I was like, "Well, I definitely hear John." And I was like, "I could see this being George. Like it has a little more nasal than Paul typically does, or something." Well, I will the, say, like one of the sounds. things I said in the upfront was about the vocal harmony. It's very like you said the word demon. I think yeah, it sounds yeah. like it sounds and like. You I, put I think on that's a, really interesting looks, because it does end on the end of the phrase. They end in a perfect fifth, a power chord apart from each other. So, like you, you, they end up outlining the chords similar, very similar to the, how the guitar solo goes. But it's like, and then it's they end up with this harmony, just a root. And a fifth. a fifth, yeah. 
and it's a very hollow it's a, it sounding sounds like harmony. a power chord to me. And yeah, it's in lower. a super low register too. That's what I mean. John yeah. is way down there. Yeah, he's low and as low as he goes, pretty much. Yeah, you know, or not as low as he goes, but you know what I mean. Like, and this, this is go. another another case where it's like when you listen to the two voices, like which one is actually the melody of the song. Exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah. there's a bunch of Beatles songs that are like that. It's like it's neither one of them is really the melody. It's it's the two of them combined that's the melody. Yeah. It's the melody and harmony together that makes the song. And so it's it's like your ear automatically wants to hear the upper one, maybe not yeah. as like the especially in this case, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's I think that the Beatles were definitely drawn to that kind of idea of the two voices singing together and and buddy holly doing this himself overdubbing over himself um and 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 kind of having those two voices is like it was between this and like uh i want to say like the everly brothers and like the all, all that that sound was definitely something that the beatles were dialed into and yeah, wanted, wanted to emulate to part of that yeah um yeah, I mean, if I had a final word on it, it's uh, it's turned me on to Buddy Holly a little bit. I find this Beatles version a little sterile, which is not typically what I what I say about the Beatles. You know, like I I think given some time, I think probably seeing this live probably did rip more interestingly. Like I, it just you know, it was it's a probably flat. filler. It's a little honestly, filler, though, you know. Like no, uh, it there's was probably yeah. You know, I don't. I'm not super down on Beatles for Sale. There's a couple of songs I'm. I'm. I'm pretty excited to to get into. Oh, like, people talk about filler, and they say yeah. a filler on an album is what we're talking about. Yeah, like this is a live song we put on an album. Yeah, sure. this was yeah. filler in a live set. <laughs> yeah, but it's two minutes of filler, which I would have like. If you could go back in time and be yeah. like, oh, you know, I'll give you two minutes, but it has to be words of love i would still go back i would still yeah, give man. some some large amount of uh me to to see this yeah. moment in time you know like come Absolutely. on it would be amazing yeah. uh so you know i don't i don't know what if anyone has any other further thoughts is this maybe the quickest ranking in beatles history i'm, I'm not sure but uh should we, should find, we out? find out does everyone feel good can we get there I, I, I hinted yeah. on my feelings. It, <laughs> oh, uh, one one other note that. that I I I read that they played this again during the Get Back Let It Be sessions. Again. Oh yeah, oh, yeah really? That, yes. Yeah. yeah that's so cool. it, it was they like they had. I guess they had recorded like uh, roughly two hundred thousand versions of Get Back, and then they broke into this song <laughs> <laughs> to break <laughs> things up a little song. bit. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't think did we get that, like that in the movie? I don't remember. I don't think it was in. the I don't movie. remember seeing the movie. No. No, I don't either. So we're gonna run down the uh, the the big old list of, of Beatles it's songs for best worst. See where it's this one focus is. That right? Yeah, focus that's why we're podcast, here. Let's know, do like it. Laser focus. Yeah. So uh, it's starting from the top to going to the bottom. Currently number one, we've got "I'm the Walrus." If we're jumping that's down kind of to number twenty, that's gonna be uh, yeah. That's gonna be "Day Tripper." At number twenty, number forty, we've got "I'll Follow the Sun." It's number sixty. We've got Baby It's <laughs> like You. Number 66 currently. A Taste of Honey. A taste honey. Of honey. Currently last, I'm talking about yeah, boys. Yeah, boys. Everybody, 
I'm going to say this is not as good it's as Boys. It's not as good as I'm, Boys. I'm and at the time when we ranked Boys, I thought that was the bottom track. I didn't know we were going to move Boys around. I got no fight on that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. RB? Our new yeah. last Beatles song yeah, on the big old list is Words of Love. That's from Beatles for Sale. Scotty has the, the laborious job of editing this, and our most rambly bits, if you can believe it, are typically in the uh, in the wrap-up. Uh, you got it really easy this week. Hell yeah. 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 Easy. Easy. Easy does it. I'm cutting your pay. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. We're paying a half rate on this edit. Oh, my God. You, What's you half of it. nothing? let me do the math i'll get back to you tomorrow thanks again for joining us that was another episode of blotto beetles did we hit that magical mystery word we did this week scotty that magical mystery word was glasses let me have have my glasses glasses so we talk about tommy's glasses i'm tommy that's becker we are your co-hosts this podcast produced edited magically assembled by scotty c with additional musical supervision and assistance from our friend rb that b always stands for beatles we're on the socials you can hit us up at blotto beatles please do not forget to subscribe and rate us in your podcast app of choice with a reminder that this show is performed by absolute professionals we encourage you to enjoy blotto beatles responsibly Ain't nobody driving nowhere on this podcast this evening. RB, you got anything you want to say to people? I do. What do you got? (laughs) Oh, I I, I thought you were going to talk about your pants and your snacks. Uh, uh, Yeah, Yeah, if you have snacks and you have pants. Regional snacks. Regional snacks. Put those snacks snacks in those pockets (laughs) of those pants. And send them our way. Put those snacks in the pants. or snack pants? Snance. Snance and pants. I would buy some snance. Yeah. Put them, put them in, a, in a hail of bay. A, yeah. And then send them. <laughs> Peace and love, everybody. Yeah. Hey, we got three more send words. Send us snacks. Three words send us talk. pants. Send us snacks full of pants. Send us pants. Yeah. <laughs> snacks full of pants. We got three words. Those three words are. Peace. Peace. And. Let me hear you say say, The words I long to hear Darling, when you're near Mm, Words of love you Whisper soft and true Darling, I love you